Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Kingdom Concepts. We are so excited to be able to be your host this March. Um, between both of us, we have five kids. So I have three boys, and Miss Bianca has... Uh, one boy and one girl. Yes, and so we are so excited to talk to you guys about ministry and about family um, because if you're part of the body of Christ, then that means you qualify as a ministry family. Um, and there's things that we've learned to do right, and we're, there's things we learned that we did wrong. And so we really believe that uh, this episode is going to help bring just some clarity to everybody and just really help get to that place where you feel like you have a flow. Exactly. Yeah, because I know like with littles, if you don't have a flow, you you just feel like you're floundering, yeah, pretty much. True. And if there's anything that I learned from your dad, it's that your family is your first ministry. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're your first ministry. Uh -huh. And so you can't separate ministry from, from family. No. Your family is your first ministry. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so what we titled today's episode is we're actually going to talk about family forward. And I think a lot of times you might be watching and you're saying, what do you even mean by that? What I mean by that is there's so many families, so many people who are in the body of Christ. And you know what? They just... They're, they're pew families. That's it. You know, the family's really not going anywhere. They're just kind of doing the same thing. And we want to get to that place to where we have a solid foundation within our family and we're not just doing routine. Right. 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 Um, so let's go down to, uh, let's read Joshua chapter 24. We'll just jump right on in. Um, this is going to be in the amplified version. I believe that if we jump right on in, let's get to our foundation scripture and then we can build upon that. Yep. Why don't you go ahead and read it? Okay, so this is Joshua 24. This is verse 15 through 18 in the Amplified Version. It says, If it is unacceptable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The people answered, Far be it from us to abandon or reject the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and who did these great signs and miracles in our sight and kept us safe all along the way that we went and among all the peoples among whom we passed. The Lord drove all the peoples out from before us, even the Amorites who lived in the land, we also will serve the Lord, for He is our God. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love, I will, when my dad preaches, when he does, as for me and my house, and mm -hmm. he gets like, you know, like that dad voice, and mm -hmm. it always makes me be like, yes, you know, like you yeah. get all like super excited. Yeah. But I love this portion because it talks about, if you're reading it, it talks about pretty much you see different kinds of families. You have the families who, hey, you know it, you're, maybe you, your ancestors, your lineage, they followed other gods or they followed, you know, right now in this day and age in America, there's really not like people walking around with, you know, the totem pole gods, you know, and being like, <laughs> but there are people who walk around with their business God or their, you know, um, sports God or their financial God, you know, like they have those types of things. So you have people who they've they didn't have God as a priority, pretty yes. much is what it sums up to. And then you have Joshua who comes in and goes, listen, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to need to make a decision. Mm -hmm. You're going to need to decide. A lot of people, I think they live in that place of where they are, they think they could just go on with life, not deciding. Right. 
and that they'll be fine. Well, yeah. I, you know, I didn't say. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, no, Joshua's like, you're going to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And this is what me and my house are going to do. And I love so much that after that, you have these people who said, no, you're right, because this is what God's done. And mm -hmm. they start reminding themselves yeah. and other people of what God's brought them out of. Yeah. Um, he taught, and I think a lot of times Christians need to remember, what did God bring you out of? Yeah. That, and that's where you need to make that solid decision. Yeah. So he brought him out of it. And then they said, we're going to also follow him for he is our God. And mm -hmm. this is legacy here. Yeah. You have legacy of people who followed their own way. And then you have legacy of people who said, no, God's going to be who we follow. Yeah. And what you don't realize, whether you realize it or not, your family is an example to others. Yes. And so people are watching you, whether you know that they are or not, they're watching mm -hmm. you. They're seeing how you handle things. They're seeing how you handle ministry. They're seeing how you um, navigate tougher seasons with your family. They see those things. Oh, yeah. And you're right. It is a choice. I think a lot of times people are walking around and they think that life is just what happens, but that's not true. Life is... Yeah is what we make of it. It's our choices. It's not It's not just going to happen. Oh, yeah. No, it's very intentional living. If you want a family that moves forward, and that's mm -hmm. what we're talking about, family forward. If you want a family that moves forward, you have to be intentional. Mm -hmm. It's setting yourself up for success. It sets you up for, um, you know, ev the curveballs that come. Mm -hmm. I, as a mom, I mean, there's so many times where the unexpected happens. And if you've planned ahead of time, those unexpected times, it's just like, eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I know how many times that, I mean, I have this one picture I always think of, and it was me with our third, so mm -hmm. little Liam, and I'm holding him, I sent it to the staff, and I have poop, like, all over my shirt from him blowing out and, and it all over me, and I sent, and we had a guest speaker that day, mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to be there early, mm -hmm. and so I just sent this picture to the staff, and I'm like, gonna be late, and, you know, just, what are you gonna do? Yeah. But because they know, hey, you know what, she's always here, she always does everything, you know, uh, that's needed of her, they gave, you know, they give you a pass, mm -hmm. but there's no way you could plan around that. No. Life happens, ministry happens, I'm sure you have yeah. similar stories. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that if you weren't already being intentional at mm -hmm. home, then something like that, how many, how many people would have just stayed home? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I can't go today. <laughs> I have poop, poop on all me. Over me. <laughs> I'm done. But no, you're so intentional already in your home that that's just a little, it's a little, um, Bump in the road. So yeah, spilled milk. We're totally <laughs> yeah. fine. We're going to keep moving forward. <laughs> spilled milk spilled also milk. as a mom, let's just be real. If it is milk that you have produced, right. that is, totally that you different. can cry about that. I give you permission. <laughs> like men, if you're watching here, um, Give your wives permission to cry about something like that because <laughs> that stuff takes forever yeah, to make and then, work. and then to spill it. So then you're allowed to cry. Other than that, poop on you. You can't cry. You just smile, send a picture to your staff, let them know you're going to be late, and then you carry on, yeah. guest speaker and all. But, I mean, that service in particular was a great service. Mm -hmm. We, you know, like you said, what if you would have stayed home? Yeah. What if I would have been like, well, you know what? I have three kids. I'm by myself. My husband's at work. You know, he's on duty. Mm -hmm. um, I just have to stay here. I'm going to need a mental health day, you know, away from church people. Yeah. That, that's not going to move your family forward. Mm -hmm. I think it speaks a lot further to your kids, no matter how small they are, is to see you push through. Yeah. And to laugh. Because we're setting an example for them, too. Absolutely. Um, I wrote this down, you know, numerous times. You know, if you've grown up in church, we've grown up in church. Um, our parents grew up together. They got saved together. Um, and so we grew up together. I don't want to say how old I am. 
I, because either if I say how old I am, then either you'll think I'm too young or you'll think I'm being dramatic about feeling old. But I'm 30. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I know. So sad. I'm still riding on 29, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm yeah. not quite there yet. <laughs> but Bianca married a lot older, so we always say, hey, you know what? He, he's the old guy in the group. But anyways, growing up, okay, so I'm 30, mm -hmm. and we grew up in church. Mm -hmm. Like, and we were growing up in church in the type of church where they're at church like 30 days in a row. Mm -hmm. So we really did learn growing up in church. So when it came to us having children, we had to decide, well, okay, well, that's what my parents did. What, what, what are we going to do? Yeah. As for me in my house, what are we going to do? And one, it totally send this for free. It's so important who you marry because you want to be one in that as for me in my house. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, we saw so many people who started and then they stopped. And what I put, wrote that down is to a lot of times it became, it was just complacency. Mm -hmm. um, you know, complacency removes solid families from ministry. Complacency often leads to compromise and compromise often leads to backsliding. That's true. And, you know, we moved here when I was in sixth grade sixth grade so that's like 11 years old mm -hmm. i'm now gonna be 30 this year that's how long we've been with this ministry since it started and um you're right it it it's came to a point where that i have my own kids i have my mm -hmm. own husband what is my household gonna look like mm -hmm. because i didn't have to choose for my household to look like my parents household yeah that's it's I didn't true. have to do that. I didn't have to love ministry the way that I do. I didn't have to serve in ministry the way that I do. So but true. it was a choice. That's mm -hmm. what we're talking about. We're talking about living intentionally and making certain choices yeah. for your family. Yep. And what and everybody's family is going to look different. Mm -hmm. I have 3 boys. Just I mean, <laughs> you can have 3 kids and it is still different when it's 3 boys mm -hmm. and they're all boy and they're each different they each have their own personality and so your dynamic will look different from another mother or another family in the ministry but you all have the same calling we all have the same bible your mm -hmm. foundation will be the same mm -hmm. now the paint on your house may look different from your neighbors but the foundation needs to be solid the yeah. same as theirs yeah. you know if it, you're going to sustain um, your family in the ministry if you're going to weather that storm and I think a lot of times people think ministry is purely for preacher kids only. And yeah. uh, that if you are a preacher's child, then you're a ministry family. And that's mm -hmm. not how that works. Mm -mm. A ministry family is a family who puts God first and says, I'm going to live, you know, this life as for me and my house will serve the Lord. And so it might all come out different, but the foundation is still the same. Um, and when you compromise, you put yourself in a position where you're um you're open to the enemy i really feel like you are and then you start to compromise in and other areas as well what some of the ways that you you were talking to me before the episode about ways that you've seen compromise in families yeah i think that compromise always starts out small mm -hmm. it starts out like those things that aren't a big deal yeah hey we missed one service it's fine mm -hmm. okay we've missed two services it's totally fine you know what let's just live stream today mm -hmm. and it's just this small little oh, yeah. let me take these steps towards the point where you're out of church more than you're in church. Oh, yeah, it progresses. Mm -hmm. it, it just keeps going. And as you said, then that compromise turns into, um, you put it on here, uh, complacency turns into compromise, compromise into backsliding. So mm -hmm. it only continues oh, yeah. until you're completely away from God oh, and yeah. you're nowhere near where you used to be. But it always starts small because 
our enemy is very cunning. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he, yeah. he knows what he's doing. He's been doing this a long time. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing, and he's not going to just come at you and be like, go backslide. Oh, no. yeah, no. He, he's, no. If you're thinking, oh, I'm solid because I can see, you know what, when a, uh, a person's trying to come up to my family and they have ill intention, uh, you know what? Like, hey, handsome, how you doing? Like, oh, I know not to go towards that woman. Like, that's not how the enemy works. Mm -mm. Like, that's, I guess, a movies, you know? <laughs> the devil's not going to pop up on your shoulder with an angel on the other side. Like, no, it's it's subtle. That's mm -hmm. how the enemy works. And anything, it's subtle. It's like when you uh, have your child. I mean, let's just put it, when you have kids, I think those are, like, the simpler ways to understand the bigger picture is, you know, like when your child starts having just this attitude or just something different, it's never right at one moment. I've noticed that there's been like little things to where it becomes a pattern. And then that's when you like, hey, what is this pattern I'm seeing? Um, and usually it comes down to something they're watching, something they're hanging out, you know, with or, you know, just things like that. And you recognize that pattern. And in as adults, we also fall into that sometimes mm -hmm. where we have patterns. Hey, you know, why are you so fussy? Well, I haven't been reading my word the last five days because I'm busy, you mm -hmm. know, or why are you so fussy? Well, you know what? I've been harboring unforgiveness. Or I've been harboring offense. And mm -hmm. you have these little things that don't seem like a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, before when you used to get those thoughts, you would take another word. And then now it's Every once in a while, you take it to the word, you know, and then now you're, oh, it's just my thoughts. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing anything. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. And those little things, they will lead to compromise to where now you're acting it out in your head mm -hmm. or you're acting it out on the weekends mm -hmm. and you're repenting every Sunday mm -hmm. <laughs> or, you know, you're doing things in private. And then eventually, like that, like I said, it will lead to backsliding. You'll find yourself so far out the door of church mm -hmm. that you'll wake up and be like, how did I get here? And you can pinpoint it back to the little bit of compromise. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. It, it, it models after children. That's such a good point mm -hmm. that you can look at a child, how a child gets into certain behaviors, mm -hmm. and that's how it happens with adults. Oh, yeah. We're just big kids, okay? Pretty much. <laughs> so, you know, I can see, I have a, my son is only four, and I can see that happen. Uh -huh. Like, it starts out with, he, he'll be obedient, but on his timeline. Uh -huh. So that's how it starts. Yeah, he'll listen to me, but he's going to take his time to do it. Uh -huh. Then it's, okay, he's going to listen to me, but he's going to say something mm -hmm. or mumble <laughs> or make yeah, a sound. Yeah, my God, son. And then it turns into an outright no or you know what I mean yeah. it, it doesn't start at an outright I'm going to be disobedient yeah. it just makes its way there mm -hmm. and just like with children you have to cut that off early because oh, yeah. if I cut it off at the point where he's just taking a long time mm -hmm. then I'm never going to get to the point where he's talking back to me oh yeah and so if you can cut it off at the complacency part mm -hmm. then you're not going to get to the backslide part yeah you got you got to cut it off early just like you do with the kids oh yeah you know I remember our worship leader she had told me this one time she said that um, she told her her family, and it was just a thing that they say is that if you find yourself now at this point watching certain things you never would have watched five years ago, or you know, um, doing certain things you never would have done five years ago, or you know, however that time frame is, she said you're going backwards, you're not going forward mm -hmm. because you had to have gotten something along the way that got you to a place where what used to convict you no longer convicts you. 
And it, yeah. isn't that true? And it's not like God changed. No, he didn't. Because we know that God doesn't nope. change. The word doesn't change. God doesn't change. I mean, I'm not saying, hey, you know what? You you know, we all you throw away your TVs, don't have social media, never listen to music, you know, unless it's Toby Mac attack. You know, I'm never, my dad likes that. It's not really my thing. But, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, there is something called exceedingly sinful. Mm -hmm. There is something that is going to hinder your family. The same way there is a right place for your family, there's also a wrong place for your family. And a lot of times, I would say 99% of the times, your kids will gravitate towards the wrong part of what you allow. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. they will. Like, if you told them, hey, you know what, clean your room, but you don't have to make your bed, they're definitely not going to make that bed. Like, you know, yeah. but if you told them, clean your room top to bottom, you know, then they're going to do the whole thing. But if you walk in and there's still stuff on the floor and you didn't tell them, hey, I said clean it up, they're going to leave it there. Yeah. They will gravitate towards the least of what you allow. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, and, they know their boundaries. That's yes. the thing. So my son, we had an issue for a while where he wanted to sleep in bed with us. Uh -huh. We would get up in the middle of the night, come to our bed. He wanted to lay down. Well, the problem is I love my sleep. If uh -huh. you know me, you know that I love my sleep. I sleep hard. I sleep often. Um, I take three-hour naps after church on Sunday. I sleep and I enjoy it, okay? So that be, started being a problem because I was so sleepy and comfortable that I didn't want to get up, uh -huh. go put him back in his bed, you know, pray for him because if I put him back in his bed, it's a new prayer. I need a new prayer. So, <laughs> so one night, do you know what he told me? One night I was putting him to bed. And I said, Ronan, you need to stay in your bed tonight. I uh -huh. need you to stay in your bed all night long. You're a big boy. You've got your race car bed. I need you to stay in bed all night long. And he told me, yeah, but mommy, when I come to your bed, you scoot over and you make room for me. <laughs> no, yes, he said that to me. And I remember just being like, oh, my gosh, which that's truth. What he said to me was Don't true. Use my logic. But I was like, in his little three, four-year-old brain, he knew it's okay because you scoot over and you yeah. give me some of your blankets. That's uh -huh. what he told me. You scoot over and you give me some of your blankets. And to me, that was just, I'm tired. I don't want to get out of bed. Just lay here. That's yeah. fine. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. But what I was asking him to do was different than what I was doing. So he he Girl. did not understand that disconnect. Yeah. And so now I'm here like, okay, like, yeah, you're, you're right. you have a problem and you got to fix it. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's mm -hmm. so true. And you know what? That's what the devil does. Like, not obviously my godson's not, like <laughs> the devil, but he's cunning. The, you know, I heard Dr. Barclay, he said this. At, I was at one of his minister conferences, and he got in front of one of the pastors that's there, and he said, you know, the enemy does not base his strategy on you. And he was pointing at this pastor. He said, the enemy does not base his strategy on you. He bases it on every other pastor his strategy has worked on. He said, so for every one thing he throws at you that you might, you know, it bounces off of you. He said, there's probably thousands of other pastors that that strategy has worked on. So he doesn't come at you from what works for you. He comes at you with what works across the board. What's worked for hundreds of years for thousands, millions of people. That's what he does. So you have to think he's got an arsenal of, I know if I could wear them down enough. I'm going to get this to work. And that's how he approaches you. That's how he approaches your family. That's how he approaches your call. 
And so there has to be something inside of you that you have this type of tenacity like Joshua had when we read that, no, 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 as for me in my house, you have to acknowledge, hey, there's other houses that they don't do it like this. Mm. But as for me in my house, this is what we're going to do. And that's what Mark and I do with our boys. I mean, they will come at us with, you know, um, hey, well, so-and-so gets to watch us or so-and-so gets to do that or so-and-so gets to do this. And we have to go back to, listen, honey, I don't care what they're allowed to do. That's what their mommy and daddy are okay with. But as for our house, this is not okay. Mm -hmm. This is not right behavior to us. This is not right um, speaking to us. And so we have to set a tone of what is our house. We acknowledge, hey, other people do that, but this is what we do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did youth pastoring for almost a decade. Right now you're currently, you know, doing our youth you know, our youth ministry. And I know that I've seen this and I'm sure you've seen it where you have children, you know, youth where they've fallen into the cracks of some of the things they've seen other families do Mm -hmm. to where I've seen youth that they looked at prominent members in the church. You know, I'm sure you've maybe experienced this where they've looked at other ministry families and they've taken that example over the example of their home Mm -hmm. in a negative way, Mm -hmm. because you can have a ministry family where, you know, God has grace for you and he has mercy for you. So you can have a prominent ministry family that is stuck in staying where they are. They're complacent. Then they start compromising and you can have this vulnerable youth looking at that and saying, well, they come to church and they're still holy and they get to do this. They get to live like this. They get to speak like that, watch that, talk like that, do all these things. Well, why can't I? Mm -hmm. And they see that, well, that youth can start making choices that will lead them down a a path that they don't realize this family you're trying to base your life off of, they're ready to fall. And, And you know, a lot of times when those people do fall, the people they influenced, sometimes they never get back up. Yeah. They might get back up, but the people they've influenced might not. Yeah. And that happens so many times in ministry. Yeah. And I think it all goes back to being intentional. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that some sometimes when this happens, when these families that were strong at one point, they've mm-hmm. become complacent, they leave, they stop coming, whatever the case may be. I don't think it's always an intentional they made that choice. Agreed. I think it came down to not making choices. Agreed. Agreed. It comes down to not. You know, uh, me and my husband live on a corner lot. We have this massive yard. Mm-hmm. And do you know that even if we don't go out there and plant seeds, that weeds will grow? Mm-hmm. They will They will still grow up out of the ground. They'll get, you know, six feet tall. It's <laughs> crazy. <are> <laughs> it's massive weeds. And it's not that we went out there and tilled the ground and put miracle Grow and mm-hmm. watered it. No, those things grew on their own. Yeah. And the only way that we can get out get rid of them is to go out there and use some weed killer. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is that there's families out there who aren't using weed killer. They're just letting whatever grows grow. Mm -hmm. And then they find themselves in this place. It's not that they made an intentional choice. It's that they didn't make a choice. Exactly. And you know, I've seen, I mean, that just, that is so good what you're saying, because I feel like people are in that place because of what they're saying in their head is they're rationalizing things. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a blessed house. Mm -hmm. We can't have weeds. This is a blessed house. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. So this is just a blessed house. You know, we can't do that. And they put all the responsibility on God. Mm. And it's like, no, God did all he was going to do. He sent his son for you. And Mm -hmm. if that is all he ever does for you, that should be enough. He sent his son to die for you. And it is now our responsibility to maintain the property that we have. Do you know what I mean? To maintain that home, that home, which is ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, to maintain that for him. Mm -hmm. And it's like what we said at the beginning, and you just brought it up again. You have to make decisions 
if you think that you'll have a family that moves forward, a family that moves forward in a legacy, mm -hmm. which means not just your generation, but the generation that's to come after you. If you want that, you have to be intentional. Mm -hmm. You have to do the dirty work and get out there and pull some weeds. You have to be the dirt, do the dirty work sometimes where it's having uncomfortable conversations. I mean, sometimes, I mean, believe me, my kids will bring up conversations. I'm like, why are you so perceptive? Why are you, why are you the way that you yeah. are? <laughs> you know, and yeah. you have to put the work in there. You can't just say, oh, well, you know, we'll talk about that later. We'll do that later. And you never bring it up. I am sorry, but I believe what Jesus did. Jesus taught in parables. He used people as his greatest examples of what to do and what not to do. And we take that same approach with our kids. If our kid comes to us and says, hey, um, how come, you know, how come they don't go to church or what do you mean that they don't serve the Lord? Like they'll freak out. Mm -hmm. They're like, what do you mean? What do you mean that they're running from God? What does that mean? Because they'll see patterns that don't line up with what they've been taught mm -hmm. and they'll have these questions. And I believe the best thing you could do is say, Hey, you know how you get there? You start putting yourself first. Mm -hmm. Put it simple. When you start speaking to your child or to, you know, those people you're responsible for, the Lord knows how they hear. Mm -hmm. The Lord knows what they need. And as you start speaking and you rely on him, he'll give you exactly what to say for your family. He'll give you exactly the way to say it and the words to say it to bring your family in alignment with his word, to bring your family in alignment with, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I don't know what they're doing, but I know what we're doing. Yeah. He gives you that plan. Amen. Yeah. We're going to um, go ahead and, and end right here. I'm so excited for next week's episode. I, if you do not have uh, a subscription to this channel, I encourage you to do it. You will get that. You know, uh, you just go click the little bell and then it, it like alerts you. Mm -hmm. Technology. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. But um, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to just pray over you and let you know that we believe that you're going to find yourself and your family in the best place mm -hmm. you've ever been. Lord, I just pray right now over every listener, God, that they would find themselves being intentional and making bold declarations and bold decisions over their life and the life of their family. In your name we pray. Amen.